It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, episode 67. On today's episode, we talk about emotional support peacocks, Myanmar monkey attacks, and dogs gone wild. Grab your rabies shots and let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. Ahoy! Ahoy, Ahoy voyagers. How are you doing? This is Jules. This is Christine. And this is the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. And we are, sad to say, that we are finishing as a podcast. We are? Yeah, we're done. Oh, I didn't get that memo. Yeah. Did that go to my phone or where, where do I get that? No, Fax we are not machine? finishing. We would never finish. We would never <laughs> do that to you guys. But we are uh, starting on a, not a sad note because it's, you know, nothing's nothing's too sad. But we mm-hmm. are going to take a little bit of a break over the holiday period to regroup to reassess our lives. No, we're going to reassess the podcast and we're going to come back bigger and better and stronger and just fucking rock out 2021 with even more amazing content. That's right. We are finished just for 2020, though. I think everybody's done with 2020. Honestly. Like, let's just make New Year's now. Seriously. Can we? Three, two, one. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. <laughs> Honestly, 2021 can go and get fucked. Uh, if, 2020, sorry. you said 2021. Oh, okay. No, that can, I mean, that's probably going to be an interesting year as well. That will definitely be an interesting year. But so we are going to take a little break over the holiday season and just give ourselves a little rest because we need it. Yeah, we do. But most most importantly, what we're going to do is we're going to build up some amazing content for the podcast. So we're starting this. Don't don't tune off yet. We have yet. We have another great episode today. We have some Mm -hmm. in the news. We have an amazing Voyager chat that we're going to talk about. But just in case you don't get all the way to the end of the podcast, We wanted to let you know that we are going to take a small break. Uh, It's just for a couple of weeks. We're going to get ourselves better organized. We've got some really good guests that we want to get pre-prepared. We want to get some good stories going. We want to get it flowing. And we will be back 100% better than ever. That's right. We'll be back sometime in January. Uh, we don't early know the, January. Early January. We don't know the exact date. So what should they do so they stay on top of this? Well, Jules? the best thing that you could do right now is to subscribe to the podcast and to follow us on Instagram at Not So Bon Voyage for all our updates. We're going to be letting you know about upcoming episodes, upcoming guests, stories that we're researching, and that is the best way to stay up to date. But really, if you really want to give us a great holiday present this year, subscribe to the show, mm-hmm. tell your friends about it. It, get them ready for 2021 because shit gonna pop off. It's going down. It's going down. Also, if you miss us, then go back and listen to our other 66 episodes because yeah. there's a lot of them. There's we a have lot of content, a yeah. lot of content, you guys. So there's tons of stories. You probably haven't listened to them all. If you have, we love you. Thank you. Otherwise, go back and listen. There's some really good stories. There are some awesome stories. And and you can always reach out to us. If you miss us that much, uh, shoot us a message on Instagram at Not So Bon Voyage and we'll tell you a story. That's okay? right. Okay. We will personally reach out and we'll be like, hey, here's a story that no one's ever heard before. But you have to message us. Yes. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode, episode 67, the last one for 2020. Thank God. Good riddance. And let's go. I've got an in the news. Okay. Yes. Uh, So my in the news is an update on a topic that we've talked about a little bit over the years. Mm -hmm. It's about emotional support animals. Ah, very controversial. Very controversial. And I would just like to say, bye, emotional support animals. That's the title of my in the news. Okay. So at least in the US anyway. 
So emotional support animals for no for anybody who doesn't know what they are, they are basically I guess not. They're a, different than service animals. They're different than service animals. They're kind of like a loophole that's been getting exploited over the years in terms of airlines, uh-huh. where people have been able to bring on a range of animals onto mm, planes, yes. claiming that they provide them support such as anxiety and all these sorts of things. And it has been a bit of a gray area for airlines. Mm. So we've talked about some of the more famous ones, such as a woman bringing a peacock onto a flight in 2018. That was a fan favorite. Yes. And we also talked about somebody who brought a miniature horse onto a plane. Yeah. And a rabbit and all kinds of crazy animals. That's right. So So here's the thing. They are tightening up on them. Tightening mm-hmm. down, locking down. Tightening up, locking down. I don't They're know. They're doing something. They're doing something. They're tightening something. They're locking something down. <laughs> but basically, in the US, the Department of Transportation announced that it will no longer consider emotional support animals to be service animals. Okay. So they're allowing animals to potentially ban them from the cabin if they don't fit what the established list is for the pets. Oh. So the distinction is a service okay. dog is a properly trained animal that's got like an accreditation that says, I help you because you're blind or you mm-hmm. have some form of disability. Mm-hmm. A disability can be a physical, a sensory, a psychiatric, an intellectual or other mental disability. Mm-hmm. That's a classification. But they're saying that a dog will only be defined as a service animal if it has a proper training um, to perform tasks to help somebody with a disability. Okay, So gotcha. they are canning the kind of loosey-goosey rules mm. with emotional support animals. It did seem like it was really easy to get your pet uh, registered as an emotional support animal. Yes. And so now they are changing that. So it's going to be up to the airlines. And I know already that some airlines are looking to change that. They are making, I guess, so what What they are saying, though, is that they're not banning pets. Uh, I guess you would still be able to bring your pet onto a plane if you paid for it. Okay. But they're not going to let you bring it on for free now. But can you bring a peacock? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. I, think, I think there has to be some guidelines as to what you can bring. So no like wildlife probably. Yes, and it has to be you have to prove vaccinations, you have to mm-hmm. prove that it's like I guess that it's not just a wild animal. Well, my peacock is not vaccinated. Yeah. I, my peacock's an anti-vaxer. We have a It's very awkward. Uh yeah, it's kind of a disagreement that we have. It has led to a lot of arguments between me and my peacock, but what are you going to do? I love my peacock. So That's just it. let I let him live. If he wants to be anti-vax, go for it, peacock. Go for it, man. Uh, definitely won't be getting the coronavirus vaccine anytime soon. Oh, no way, man. No way. He's so, not even wearing a mask. I yeah. made him a peacock mask perfectly over the beak. No ma- anti-masker. Yeah, it doesn't, hey, what doesn't, are we going to do? doesn't uh, suit the color palette of the... <laughs> exactly. He's peacocking. He's peacocking. So with the new Department of Transportation uh, ruling, they say that they can't ban a specific breed of dog, but the airlines, basically, they're going to make it so the dog has to fit within the little foot space of the aircraft. Okay. So you won't be able to bring these huge dogs. Or unless you pay for their seat, right? I think so. I'm yeah. not exactly sure what the... Because people still want to travel with their pets. I think they just make you purchase a seat. Right. That makes sense. So that's going to be the new thing. So basically, if you're trying to sneak your animal on and under the guidance that it's an emotional support animal, you're going to lose the ability to do that. You're going to have to go back to the drawing board. 
So this really affects people who were bringing on things that aren't animals that aren't really considered pets, like peacocks and mini horses. Yes. And or people who were trying to get their animals on for free. Yes. Under the uh, guise of emotional support animals. I'm not saying emotional support animals don't exist. Like some people maybe that they need that. But I think some people were just trying to they take advantage. The they were taking the piss. Yeah. So my question was, what are your thoughts on this? And I'd love to ask the voyagers as well what their thoughts are. Because I know that we have some friends that travel with animals under that emotional support thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, this is a fairly new concept. And it's kind of like, I feel like people are taking the piss with it a little bit. Mm, oh, definitely. Some people are for sure taking advantage. Like, there are plenty of people who are just like, oh, I signed my animal up as an ESA, and now they can fly for free with me. But it's like, do you really have a disability? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, there are people who have severe anxiety. So maybe their peacock does help them. Well, I think that, honestly, like, if that's some, if you're one of those people, maybe call me a little bit harsh. But if you're one of those people, then you should go and get your dog properly certified or your animal certified. Like, if you categorically can't travel without a pet because you have high anxiety, mm-hmm. then you should go and follow the pr- the right procedures and get it done. Like, I wonder I what that- the process is for that, though. Like, if you are like, well, here's my anxiety peacock. How do I, what's the training? Do they have classes for that? Yeah, you haven't heard of that? <laughs> I haven't, no. Yeah, it's called the APT, Anxiety Peacock Training Course. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, it's highly okay. accredited. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I must I have missed that. It. That's a great, I love yeah. that. We can make big bucks <laughs> off that. Yeah. So anyway, that is uh, that was pretty much all that in the news I want to discuss today because I know we've talked about it multiple times throughout over the last 66 episodes about mm-hmm. crazy stories about various animals that have been on planes. Yep. And basically, it's all coming to an end. And I can't help but have a little chuckle. <laughs> I'm a little bit sad, honestly, because in all of my years of flying, I have not seen one emotional support mini horse, not one emotional support peacock. Actually, I've never even been on a plane with an animal that I have seen. Hmm. They said that people had rabbits and squirrels people had emotional no. No, i swear to god they had emotional support squirrels how did are you allowed to have a squirrel as a pet i don't think so that seems a bit weird where did they get that squirrel do they just take it from the tree and they're like you're mine now you help me with my anxiety i trained him with nuts he comes with me everywhere you can't take him away from me <laughs> i mean i can see that happening actually yeah so there you go mm, fascinating Yes. Okay. Thank that's, you for uh, sharing. That's all in the news. Uh, as we've said multiple times, it has been a pretty ordinary year for travel news. Yes, it uh, has. Nothing, is, nothing is happening bad for people, so I guess that's a positive, but that's because uh, nothing's happening at all. Facts. So, facts. No travel equals no travel news. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for bringing that up. That's a very interesting topic. I am interested. I would love to hear from our voyagers what they think about emotional support animals on planes and things like that. Yes. Fascinating. Do you have one? And will you be sad if you lose the ability to bring it on for free? Probably. Yes. Okay. I now have a voyager submission and I have titled this monkey business. Whoa. Yes. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Yes. I am an old dog and yeah. I have a new trick. I named my story. And it's, you know, it's a first time for everything. It is the last episode of 2020 and Christine is just bringing out all the stops. Woohoo. 
So this Voyager submission is from a Voyager named Danielle. What up, Danielle? Thank you for submitting a story, Danielle. She is a travel blogger at posandruby.com.au. Okay. We'll put that in the uh, website notes. And she talks about her adventures locally, abroad, and in the kitchen. Oh, in mm. the kitchen. Cooking mm. up a storm. Cooking up a whole adventure. It's always good to hear from other travel bloggers. Yes, it is. Yeah. I don't know if people know this, but we are travel bloggers. Yes, we are. Do you yeah. guys know about that? I don't know if you guys. I know some of you do because you follow us there as well but we're travel bloggers yeah, yeah. now we you have. know now don't you forget know. to move.com that's it don't Check forget it to move eight years professional travel bloggers that's just a little throw out there that's a little just tidbit a little tidbit so this story is not about us this story is about danielle and it takes place back in april of 2017 okay not too long ago mm-hmm. well three years ago yeah, over three years so. ago now. over three years ago yeah it's a bit of a time it's ago. a medium amount it's a medium amount of time and danielle was on a solo trip in myanmar Yes, AKA also referred Burma. to as Burma. Yes. More politically correct, referred to as Myanmar. Is it Myanmar more politically correct? I think so. Okay. Just I think checking. Burma is the I, old colonial name. Okay, I always mix it up. I think Burma is the old uh, mm. colonial name and Myanmar mm. is like more of the new contemporary name. Mm. Okay. Well, either way, she's in that country. Yeah. We're not specifically a history <laughs> podcast. Uh, not so specifically. Not specifically. We, we do talk about history at times, but uh, I would take nothing that we say as, as fact, mm-hmm. uh, We even if we say it with conviction. Mm. Take everything with a tablespoon of salt. Yes, and truth. And truth. Okay. So it's the last day of her trip, and she's heading out for her final adventure. So she's been traveling by herself. She's had a great time, wonderful trip. And for her last day, she is going on a shopping expedition to the local market in the city of Yangon, which is the capital. Yes. She's now, probably picking up her last souvenirs. Yes. Now, obviously, this is something where I don't know the story, but I know something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, all I just want to say straight off the bat, like last day. Last so, day. Last day. It's last just like, day. is it because you've got your guard down? Now, I don't know the story, but, you know, is it because you've got your guard down, you're feeling really confident, you're you're just tired, or is it just, just shit luck? I think in this case, it's probably the universe being like, hey, you had a really easy trip. Let me uh, give you a story to take home with you. Yeah, which is always good. <laughs> I mean, obviously, she survived. Um, I think she, she survived. survived. She yes. survived. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a positive. Yeah. So so I'm guessing that she was probably going out and getting her souvenirs because we always wait till the last day to get ours. So she's going to the market. It's a bright, sunny Sunday. It's 40 degrees Celsius. Whoa, that is hot. Yes, I calculated it. It's 104 Fahrenheit. That's very hot. And what I bet you hell? it's probably humid as well because Southeast Asia yeah. is humid hot. Yeah. Oh, wow, so, that's a rip- And it said the sun's like boom. Boom. Mm, holy moly, I wrote. And she got sunscreen, uh, she got sunburn, and that's it. That's it. And then she had to go home. Okay, no. So the streets are quiet. You know, she's going to the market and whatnot. Yeah, she's, no one's out. It's yeah, too hot. Exactly. It's probably like midday, worst time to go. So she's walking down the road toward the market, thinking about all the amazing things she did during her holiday, how she'd love to extend her trip and explore longer. All of a sudden, she hears a noise. Bang. She turns. Is it a bang? No. <laughs> it's probably more of a screechy kind of noise. Oh, okay. I would think. I think I know where this is going. Okay, she hears a noise and she turns, and there's a very large, very angry monkey charging straight at her with its very large teeth bared. Wow. Now, we have told a few monkey <laughs> stories on the podcast. Yeah. And if you do remember, I am kind of terrified of monkeys. Yes. I, Quite a few people do not like monkeys. They are too human-like. They are very human-like. They are very scary looking, and I do not like to interact with them. And couple that with the fact that, especially in Southeast Asia, 
they can carry rabies. Mm. I do not want to go near monkeys at all. I well, would... this monkey went near her. Yeah. Okay. What happens next? Okay. I'm so... kind of like feeling like. Not freaked out, but I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I know. It's very Planet of the Apes, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like the ultimate showdown, us versus monkeys. So, and they're very smart, too. So, she has got three lanes of busy traffic to her left and a stucco wall to her right. So, she's pretty much trapped. So, where she's she can go. She's in the bottleneck. So, she starts yelling and tries to make herself as big as possible. What sort know? of monkey was it? I do not know the name or breed of the, the monkey. The species. Okay. The species. I don't know anything about the monkey. Uh, do not get the monkey's name. I'll have to report back. Let's call him Javier. Javier? In the Myanmar Javier? Okay. Yeah, probably that, not. Makes, that makes sense. Uh, but I like it. The Javi. Okay. Javi. So Javi is bolting straight at her. She tries to make herself as big as possible. You know, kind of like with bears. Yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. Black bears, not grizzly bears. Not grizzly bears. Grizzly bears. Tip. Fetal. Yes. Go fetal. If you ever get yourself in contact with a bear while hiking, black bears, scare them off, take them on. Grizzly bears, get as small as you can and pretend that you're a little bitch. What about brown bears? Uh, I don't know. And they kind of like maybe is that even brown bear is even a thing. <laughs> which be- question? Which bear is best? Black bears. Black bears. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> um. Okay. So anyway. Uh. Okay. So she tries to make herself as big as possible. The monkey is not deterred. Okay. Not scared of so her this at is, all. This is the grizzly bear uh, species of the monkey kind. Yes. I mean, what would you do if a monkey was just bolting straight at you with its teeth coming out? Look for something to hit it with mm, or, get re- or get ready to kick it as, like, mm. as hard as I could when it came to me. That's a good one. Okay, so the monkey is going straight at her. It sinks its sharp teeth into her ankle. Okay. It's biting her. At that oh, my stage, God. It sounds so painful. Okay. At that stage, I would kill the monkey with my bare hands. Yes, if you like, could get it. Monkeys are real scrambly. Yeah, we real scrambly. What if you like scrambled up and just kept biting, 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 biting? Yeah, well, basically. So she's yelling. She's trying to shake the monkey off of her. And then it starts attacking her other foot. Ugh. So she, Kick it. Stomp it. Yeah, I think she's trying. So yeah. she manages to get the monkey off of her. But now she's left bleeding in the street. The monkey runs away. She's just there Ugh. in the street. She's got a pool of blood at her feet. And she starts yelling for help. Damn. Well, also, like, if um, if the monkey, like, ran at you like that, you would... The first thing I'd be thinking of... So, if there was no rabies, I wouldn't be as worried. Mm. Like, obviously, don't want to get... Still not fun. Yeah, still not fun. Don't want to get attacked by a monkey. Don't... Mm. You know, you could get infected, mm-hmm. things like that. But my first thought, anxiety would be, like, rabies. Yes. Otherwise, it would just be, like, I got bit. Yeah. What of it? Mm, what of it? Bring it on, monkey. Bring it on next. Yeah, next animal. Yeah. Okay, so these three guys come up, and they're like, lady, lady, lady. And she does not speak Burmese, so she just says, hospital taxi? And the very kind men hail a cab uh, and get her to the hospital. Makes sense. They so, probably they probably know, like, whether they speak English or not, they're like, yeah, you need to go to... Hospital. There is blood all around you. That's a hospital. Yes, that's a hospital job. That's a that's a job for the hospital. Yes, and I know that you probably don't have a car because you're a tourist, so that's a job for the taxity. Taxi hospital. Taxity. <laughs> taxity. <laughs> okay, so in the taxi, she has a chance to check out her wound. She's got blood stained around the ankle of her pants, and there is a ten centimeter long, two centimeter deep gash. Ooh, that's pretty on big. one of her ankles. Ew. Yeah, I know. I think that's I, like a decent sized gash. Yeah, yeah, huge. Mm. I mean, teeth are very sharp. Very sharp. Yeah, monkey teeth. I would think are very sharp. 
And then there's a wound on her other foot that is oozing blood from a super deep puncture Ugh. on the top of her foot. Probably hit one of those veins on the top of your foot. Ooh. You know you have those kind of veins on the top yeah. of your foot? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, ooh. This is creeping me out. Yeah, so she's just in this taxi bleeding. Damn, on your last day. I know, and she's Danielle, all alone. Danielle. So the driver is navigating that Southeast Asian traffic oh. and manages to get her to the hospital. Should have got her on the back of a motorcycle. I Ba-ba. know. Wing, wing, wing. But then she'd just be dripping blood all over the blood. streets. <laughs> so when she gets to the hospital, the doctor says that he can't treat her and she has to go to a different hospital. Uh, this is strictly the intestinal uh, to throat <laughs> region hospital. Uh, waist anything, up. anything waist down, you would have to go to the leg hospital. But pretty much. He does clean her up and gets gives her a test a shot uh but she then she has to get back in the taxi and go to another hospital okay imagine that she probably has to get the rac, uh, the vaccine the rabies yes, thing yeah so okay. so she gets to yangon general and she spends the next five hours in the emergency room she's by herself uh, horrible yeah. Gary. um and apparently there's is- there's issues because she needs to have someone go get the vaccine for her Okay. Like someone she knows. Because you know like how in South America you had to go to the pharmacy yourself and get the needle and get the medicine and then bring, go back to the doctor and, you know, yeah, all that. Yeah, it's a bizarre system. I, we've talked about this on the, on the podcast before or we've talked about it yes, we on have. other people's podcasts. But Somebody's. yeah, one time when we got sick in Peru and we had to go, we saw the doctor and then they sent us out. And we're like sick as a dog, like just like, oh, feeling so weak and crappy. And they sent us and we had to go get – Go to the pharmacy, get the medicine, get the needle, and their system is so weird. You like ask for the stuff, then you go to another person and pay, then another person gives you the receipt, and then you go to the last person and pick up the stuff. And we run it back to Peru to the to the like hospital, and then they give it to us. Yes, it, it was such a process. It's such a process, and you have to do it yourself. So if you're very ill or bleeding uh, immensely from your feet then you're kind of screwed and you don't have anybody with you. And I think that you probably want to get that rabies vaccine as soon as possible. I'm thinking that you do. Okay, let me just pop across the street and I'll go and get my rabies vaccine. (laughs) Yes, let me go. So she also has no cell reception, so she can't contact anybody. She calls the embassy. They're not any help. Eventually, the doctors are able to get the vaccine from the children's hospital across the street. Where's she from? Uh, Great question. I think, oh, I think from the States, yeah. Is she? I, I thought she so. was an Aussie. Oh, no, she's Aussie. Duh. She's an Aussie. .com.au. Yes. I assume that everybody's from the States. Yeah. And That's that she's real uh, ethnocentricness. That's right. So they are able to get the vaccine and they inject it directly into her wounds. Oh, that's, is that where it's supposed to go? Yes. I think the point of infection. Oh, uh, okay. I guess that makes sense. To stop it in its tracks. Hmm. Oh, doesn't that sound really painful? Yeah. It's like, hey, here's a really sore spot. Let, uh, me, let me jab s- a needle in it. Yeah. And then I've got to come do it again for the next couple of weeks. Well, she's going home. So they bandage her up and send her to the pharmacy for a list of medications, of course. She's got to hobble on over. She can barely walk. She has to shuffle. I, this is just so like travel. So yeah. she's by herself. She's got her like little prescription paper. She is shuffling over a freeway overpass. Like a game of Frogger. To get to the... Exactly. To get to this tiny hole in the wall pharmacy where she gets a mountain full of medication. And I guarantee that all that medication came in boxes, like without boxes. You know, yeah, so many, so many of those places just you like get strips. Yeah, just strips of stuff. And there's all the instructions that you couldn't understand anyway. So, like, what does it even matter for a box? And they just give you, like, they might as well at that stage just, I'm waiting for the point where the pharmacist 
just puts his hand or her hand in their pocket and pulls out a handful of pills and just goes, take two of these. Try just, these. Try these. And you're like, okay, I guess <laughs> Pretty so. Pretty much. You know, whatever. She said that um, they didn't barely give her any instructions on how to be taking these meds. How Shocking. often. She just had this mountain of colorful medication that she was just like, okay. And she was literally flying back to Australia. So she's like, I don't know what's happening. Damn. So when she gets back to her hotel, the staff is very sympathetic. They're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry to hear about this. And she learns from the staff that apparently a monkey had escaped from the local zoo. Whoa. That And, okay, so apparently the zookeeper forgot to close the gate to the monkey enclosure. <laughs> and there were just a bunch of monkeys I'm on the loose. Free. Yeah, literally Planet of the Apes. Wow. And one of those monkeys ran up and beeline for her and bit her well that's because monkeys probably don't want to be in captivity so they're like fuck you humans yeah that's you, true probably because you see a lot of like a lot of those places in southeast asia have wild and native monkey populations in the street like there's places in thailand we talked about yes. a story many episodes ago about that place that where because all the tourists weren't going there and feeding all the monkeys that were used to it all the monkeys were just taking over the town Ugh. That, and there's so that many, gives me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, yeah. And there's so many places around, like Abud in Bali has monkeys yes. everywhere. Like There's a lot of places that have wild, sort of not domesticated, but they're so used to humans that they're almost semi-domesticated Yeah, monkey populations. So you would think that, I imagine there's quite a few places probably in Myanmar that has that as well. Probably. But this monkey being captive just thought to itself, I'm going to get someone and I'm going to get them good. Yes, I think, well, apparently she was near the hotel and the zoo was also near the hotel. So I think he like literally had just escaped and was like, I'm next person I see, I'm going to buy it and I'm uh, fucking off out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like Bali, like Abood, there's the monkey forest and people get bitten there. Yeah. Question. We've never been in there. Question. Did she yeah. have, we got bit, we've been on the outskirts. Yes. Did she have socks on them with bananas? Oh, you know what? That's what it was. Yes, she did. Does her feet look like bananas? Yeah, she was wearing yellow socks. Okay. And it was the curve of the ankle, and they're like, that looks like a delicious banana. So she was wearing flip-flops? Like, she's wearing thongs? Uh, I guess. I don't know. <sighs> but yeah, it sounds like it, because it was in the... And it was I mean, also 40-degree heat. She was heat. in Southeast Asia. She was definitely wearing flip-flops. So it was just exposed. It was exposed skin. <sighs> right for the picking. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nom, 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 nom. So, <laughs> so the zookeeper, yeah, they got the monkeys. It was all, it was all the monkeys. And so basically she gets back to Australia after two flights and a layover in Bangkok. She gets herself back to Australia, busted up. Oh, it'd be horrible. She makes it home safely and her friends pick her up from the airport and take her straight to the hospital in Melbourne. Yes. Okay. So she's from yeah, Australia. She, she, yeah. So yeah. So she has to get you know more rabies because it's like so, it's like a series series of shots. I know right. that the the vaccine. So for anybody who's unfamiliar, just a side little side question. No, not side question. Side statement uh, for vaccine <laughs> is that rabies. There is no actual vaccination for it, but you can get a vaccine that basically buys you a bit of extra time. So, yeah, so what, what you can't get a shot before you get bitten, like before you travel to prevent rabies, but you can get a shot that will give you extra time if you do get bitten, in which case after you get bitten, immediately go to a hospital because you need to get this series of shots. Yes, and in case you haven't heard of rabies before, it is an extremely infectious disease that they don't have a cure for. And basically, if you get infected by rabies, you have like two days 
to get yourself the medication to like fix you, otherwise you die. Mm-hmm. It has, I think, like a hundred percent death rate. Yeah, rabies. It's I think you hemorrhage internally. It's very very gnarly stuff. Thankfully, it's not super prevalent. It's not super common. It is definitely more common in developing countries like yes. Southeast Asia, parts mm-hmm. of South America and Central America. Mm-hmm. Pretty much eradicated in a lot of the Western world, mm. but still around every mm-hmm. now and there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so you can't, there is no like permanent vaccination for it. You can just get these things that like almost a buffer. But regardless, if you get bit, you need to get these vaccines straight away. Otherwise, mm. you like 100% will die. That's so right. it's very scary. Yes, it's extremely, extremely scary. scary. It's pretty rare. You, it doesn't yes. happen very much, but you know, you never know. Yes, definitely. So, I would definitely not take no the risk. chance. Yes, that's right. So she got back to Melbourne. She went straight to the hospital. Can you imagine, like, you are wrapping up this trip. You want to go home and be with your friends and family. I don't know how long she was gone for, but she wants to go tell them all her stories and unpack and sleep in her own bed and everything. And she has to go straight to the hospital where she stays for a few days. Oh, wow. And they have to have, she has to have surgery on her wounds. To stitch them up properly. Right, Yeah. You tell me that the Yangoon general didn't do a, a bang up job. I cannot speak to that, but it doesn't sound like they really got. She said in a separate email that when she was in the emergency room, they just wiped it down with a chucks cloth. Do you know what a chucks cloth is? Yeah, it's just like a sponge. Yeah, so they just like took a chucks cloth from the sink, wiped down the emergency room table, and were like, "Jump on, let's do mm, this." That sounds great. So it great. did not sound like the most sanitary conditions, unfortunately. Ugh. Yeah. You got photos? Uh, I do have photos. Wait, let me finish the story okay. first. So, so she uh, photos, had people. the surgery. We, got photos. we have photos. So she had the surgery. She had, she had to be off her feet for two weeks, and then she had to be on crutches for months to make sure it healed correctly. Oof. So this was a huge thing. It's a huge deal. A huge deal. She had the series of rabies vaccinations, and she also has a decent scar on both of her legs. And a fantastic travel story. Yes. Well, it's clear that she can see the humor in her experience because she says the story puts another spin on the term monkey business. Oh, so wait a second. So (laughs) Danielle basically titled the story for you. That's right. She did. Thank you, Danielle. So (laughs) in a twist of fate, 2020, uh, Christine's storytelling ability uh, title making is finishing just like 2020 uh, shit. Yes, that's right. So we have photos of her Ooh. bloody stump of a foot. I'm just kidding. That, that's an office reference. Your foot doesn't look like a stump. It's beautiful. You have actually a really nice pedicure on, so keeping those toes looking good. Yeah. But um, there is blood. So if you're queasy, don't look at the photos, which we will put up on the website notes. Wow. Yeah, nice foot. I'm still just going. <laughs> and you can also see the bandages. Oh, man. oh my God. Wow. You're really Danielle, bandaged up. You are a trooper. Wow. It, you guys, it's like from the calf down to the foot, it's like complete bandage on both legs. Damn. Yeah. So we'll put that up. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, you can see the, the gashes. <laughs> Damn. She got fucked up. Yeah. And she was wearing flip flops. So yeah. that's confirmation. So what a story. What a trooper, Danielle. Thank you. <laughs> Good work, Danielle. For that's submitting a, that story. That's a great story to finish off the year. It I really it. was. It's scary and hilarious at the same time. I mean, what are the chances you'd be wrapping up last day of your trip, a monkey would escape from the zoo, yeah. make a beeline for you, and bite the shit out of your feet? I don't know. 
I'm one in a million. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty low, but it's Pretty a low. great story. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you, Danielle, for sharing that with us. Good stuff. Yes, we will put uh, photos on the show notes for this episode. If you go to notsobonvoyage.com to uh, check them out, mm-hmm. definitely go and check them out. And uh, yes, thanks again, Danielle, for that story. That was awesome. Hilarious. Yes. That actually makes me think of, just as we wrap up this episode, um, my own personal rabies experience, which wasn't that bad, but... Um, when we were in Nicaragua on the Corn Islands, which are out on the Atlantic side, I don't think I've told this story before, but we were out on this very small group of islands and I got bit by a dog Mm. and the dog broke skin like, and I was bleeding on the back of my, it just nipped me on the back of the leg and I was terrified about (laughs) rabies. Mm. I was like, oh my God, like... What am I going to do? Am I going to get rabies? And we went to the hospital, do you remember? Or like a little medical clinic. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, no, it's fine. Don't worry. We haven't had rabies on the island for years and you'll be fine. And I didn't get the the like the like shots and just had to take their word for it that there was no rabies on the island and I was going to be fine. Yeah, it was kind of scary. But it was kind of scary. You're still but here, I'm still so. alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, unless it was a very long sort of seven-year inset of um, – <laughs> Of rabies to attack me, but right, but yeah, the, it was a tiny island, and they had uh, eradicated rabies many, many years before, and they had not had any rabies. Yes, so. but still an unnerving feeling because rabies is definitely one of those things where you kind of can't muck around with it. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to get sick and then you can go to the hospital and they give you medication if you don't do something. It's like if you don't do it, then you die. Yeah, well, there, there, were, there was that tourist in the Philippines that died a few years ago. She was playing with a street puppy and it bit her and she did. She passed away. It's really sad. I think sad. she got she, – uh, she, it was also just before she left, wasn't it? Didn't she get bit and then she left and she got on a plane and she went back to – Yeah, she's from the Netherlands. like that. I, yeah, uh, Dutch or something? Dutch, yeah. Yeah, she's Netherlands. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, Dutch, oh, Dutch people oh, yeah, from Dutch, the Netherlands, yes, yeah. also known as Holland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those places where they got to have three different names, right? Can someone explain that to me? Because this is confusing. Holland is. Let's fix that. Let's ne- just change. The Netherlands that. is a country. Yes, but they also call it Holland. Yes, and the people are Dutch. Yes, mm-hmm. and they speak Dutch. Mm-hmm. They've made it very mm-hmm. uh, confusing. Very for confusing. Soul. Yeah, I think she got back on a plane and actually went, and then she was sick. In the Netherlands, and then they were like, I don't know, we don't know what's wrong with her, and then she died. Yeah. And then they found out later on, and they're like, oh, shit, she had rabies. Oh, it's very sad. <sighs> so don't touch any dogs. I mean, that was, wasn't your fault. That dog little swoop behind. Yes. Which is interesting because they say that dogs will are more likely to attack you like straight on, and cats are more likely to go behind you and attack you. So it's kind of interesting that a dog. Did well, this that. dog. So what I think that actually happened is that we were up on one side of the island earlier, and we were at somebody's house, like some local, and they had a bunch of dogs, and we were patting them. I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of dogs, and we were patting them. And so my thought is that the dogs from up the street, their scent was on me, mm. and then as we were walking past this house, like this dog was kind of in a yard, and it. We walked past and we just saw it. Didn't really do anything. And just almost at the last minute, I could feel it creeping up behind me. And I looked behind and it was doing that thing that where they get real low and kind of like creep up on you. And it just went bang and it nipped me on the ankle. And I turned around. I was like, what the fuck? And it ran back into the yard. And I don't know if you remember, but then I was like, what the fuck? And I went back. I started walking towards the house to try mm-hmm. and see the dog. And do you remember it ran down? Mm. And it ran down like savage teeth blaring like, Rah! and I was like, just legged it. And I was like, what the fuck just happened then? 
And I looked down at my ankle. And I actually had, I don't know if I can still find it, but I had a little scar on my ankle for ages. But it actually, yeah, drew blood. I had blood uh, dripping down. It wasn't very deep, so it wasn't too bad. And I went and cleaned it out. And yeah, they were like, yeah, there's no rabies. But still, it was like, scary. I was kind of like anxious a lot for a long time about that. Like, okay, well. Dogs are scary. Yeah, I basically just had to wait out a week and say, okay, so I just, I'm going to be anxious for the next week waiting basically to die or get sick mm-hmm. until I know for sure that I'm fine. And then eventually, obviously, it was fine. Yeah. But that was a scary – that was pretty scary. Yeah. And then remember when I got bit in Colombia? Yeah. You got bit on the ass. <laughs> yes. Okay. So these, But that dog was definitely fine. Well, these were people's dogs. Like this was a, a, a very – you know, a, like well-to-do coffee farmer, his dogs. And they were sort of in the middle of nowhere as well. And earlier that day, this guy had visited their farm when the people oh, weren't God, there. And the dogs like ripped him to shit. Those dogs were huge. He I think came that- back down with his pants all ripped up because the dogs, do you remember that? The dogs yes. were like went savage like the on mailman him or something. because he, the owners weren't there. So they thought he was an intruder. Apparently the dogs are really nice when the owners are there. Mm. But if you, if you're like, uh, if you are intruding or whatever, then they'll, they're guard dogs. Yeah. I mean, we can, they say that the dogs are nice and the owners are there, but I don't know if you remember, well, you probably do because it beat you on the ass, but we were there with the owners and the dogs were kind of circling us. Well, they said that that was because the guy riled them up oh, when he okay. went in earlier they, that day. Because those dogs were circling and they, they were all kind did. of like up and about. And the guy, this German guy who had a coffee plantation in the middle of the Sierra Nevada in Minka in Colombia. Beautiful, beautiful spot. We went there to visit him and talk to him about some stuff. And they were just so riled up. And he's like, that's fine, that's fine. They're not going to do anything. And they were big dogs, and they just walked around. One of them just went bang and just bit Christine on the ass. Yeah, it bit like, me on the, the butt. Fuck, and man? I was like, ow. And they, they were kind of just like, ha ha, whatever. And I was like, okay. And then I, we like went and sat with them in their living room and like had coffee and stuff. And then when I got up, I realized that it had been bitten me so hard that it bled through my jeans onto their white couch. And it, suck it. That's yeah, what and say. I was like, "Well, sorry." Like they didn't even offer me a band aid. They were just like, "Oh, you know, you're, sorry, you've been bitten." Bit you. Yeah, <laughs> you've been bitten. <laughs> MTV's bitten. <laughs> <laughs> so these are our dog stories. Yeah, they're our dog, dog stories. Travel stories. You know how it is. Yeah, and on that note, on that's that it. note, twenty twenty, baby. Twenty twenty is finishing like a dog bite to the ass. It Short, really sharp, is. and with a little bit of blood. love it all right guys we are wrapping up episode 67 and the end of 2020 for the not so bomb virus podcast but definitely not the end of the podcast as we said earlier if you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and what's happening behind the scenes please give our episode our podcast a subscribe and a follow and come and check us out on instagram at not so bon voyage over the next few weeks as we take a bit of a break we're not really taking a break we're just taking a break from posting we're going to gather up some more awesome guests. We're going to get some great content. We're going to really plan it out. We're going to come back bigger, better, stronger, longer. I don't know. Maybe. All, all the ongers. <laughs> Unger, bonger, uh, funger. Yes, for 2021 with uh, a lot of crazy travel stories of when shit goes wrong in the road. So what you can do in the meantime is tell your friends and catch up on episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and make sure you subscribe so you're up to date when we come back. Yes, we definitely – we want to – when we – push out that first episode of 2021 we want you to get notified so if you subscribe it's very very easy it'll just be like hey the guys are back that's right we're back and uh who knows if there's anything really crazy that happens in between now and the next sort of three weeks we might even do a little small bonus episode but in terms of long episodes we're going to regroup get all our ducks in order 
line them up, <laughs> and then shoot them down. That's right. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Remember to stay safe over the holiday period. And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Bye, 2020. Bye. Peace out.